Blog Talk Radio. Ignite your life with passion and purpose. Your health, your wealth, your happiness. Make it good. This is Modern Love with Dr. Brenda Wade. Okay. Uh, I just got so it. You, okay. I'm downloading it. Just got it. Okay. Okay. And is our guest ready to go? Yes. Okay, good. Yeah, we have new staff here, and no one printed out a script for me. <laughs> Natalie used to do it, and I think she forgot to tell James that was part of his job. Okay. Um, well, I can just read. I'll reboot the whole thing when you're ready. Okay. Thanks so much. Okay. Ready to go. Ignite your life with passion and purpose. Your health, your wealth. Your happiness. Make it good. This is Modern Love with Dr. Brenda Wade. A big thank you to Rainbow Grocery, our favorite grocery store here in the San Francisco Bay Area, for being our sponsor, because a healthy body is a sexy body. Hi there, everyone. Welcome to Modern Love Radio Podcast. We are going to talk about something tonight I'll bet you've experienced. Have you ever gotten to the end of your day and found yourself falling over? You just want to collapse in front of the television or just shut down, shut the door, and be quiet. You might even find yourself getting into a tense situation with loved ones or family members at home. Why? What is causing the stress? What is causing us to feel tired, so tired at the end of the day? And if you're like most Americans, the solution to the chronic tiredness isn't medical, it's mental. Our guest tonight is going to talk about a way to zap your way back to health. You're going to meet Dr. George Zigrudis in just a moment. And he's uniquely credentialed as both a board-certified family physician and he's a licensed clinical psychologist. He's got years of experience in education, primary care, sexual medicine, and Dr. Z, as we call him, rejects the common medical approach of a pill for every ill. Instead, he says, hey, how about focusing on your lifestyle and making changes there so that you put the power in your own hands, everybody, because guess what? Your mind has the power to heal. So welcome to the show, Dr. Z. This is Dr. George Zagurdis, everyone. 
Dr. Brenda, what a pleasure it is being on the show. I'm a fan. This is fantastic, uh, having the opportunity to get to speak with you and be on your show. Thank you so very much. Well, you're more than welcome because this is something, look, let me just go on record. I get to the end of my day, and I feel this way too frequently, even though you know, I eat a super healthy diet, I exercise, I meditate. There are just so many of us having days that are so intensely busy and long, and it takes a lot to regroup. So how did you hit on this whole idea of the mind as healer when you have medical training where most doctors are trained, as you said, to give the pill for every ill? Right, and it's interesting. I'm actually blessed in the fact that I have dual credentials. And uh, as you had mentioned, and thank you so much for that wonderful introduction. I really appreciate that. I'm, I'm a board-certified family physician. Uh, but uh, before I went back to school and, and uh, trained in family medicine, uh, I was a clinical psychologist, and I actually still am. I've been, I've been a clinical psychologist for about 25 years now. And um, what I, I came to appreciate over time working uh, in both of these fields is that, you know, there really is that mind-body-spirit connection. It just really is there. And uh, so I, I, I have spent a lot of time, uh, you know, re- reflecting on my own life and the lives of my clients and patients and uh, just really, really have come to appreciate the fact that there, there really is this almost a, a triangle of mind-body-spirit. Uh, that really influences and affects everything that we uh, that uh, that makes us who we are, and 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 in turn, you know how we how we interact in the world. Yes, that's exactly right. That is exactly yeah. right. And how did you hit on that? What was the experience that led you to discover? A, there's something more here. When we get now, for some people, I just have to let's get the ground. Some people don't understand what mind-body medicine is. Can you just give your definition of that? Well, yes, um, and it's it's not a simple definition, but basically, it's 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 an approach to health that takes into account not only the physical aspects of the human being, but also the psychological aspects of the human being. And I know that you're a clinical psychologist like myself, licensed psychologist, and, and you and I both appreciate the power of the mind in, 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 in the human experience. Um, so, so there are approaches out there that, that take the whole person into consideration. I also add the spiritual element, so that's why mind, body, spirit. I Yay. think all, all, <laughs> yes, no, all three of those components very critical. Um, and it's unfortunate, and I'll, I'll be honest, uh, you know, I'd had years of, of psychology training experience and teaching psychology and authoring books and, you know, doing radio and talks, all kinds, all kinds of wonderful things. You know, again, a very blessed life. Um, I got into to medical school later, uh, and I joke that uh, for my midlife crisis, instead of buying, a, 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 you know, a sports car, <laughs> 
went to medical school and uh, decided to further my education and continue this search for what, you know, what's it all about? Um, but in, in med school, I, I actually became dismayed in many respects because the, the medical school or the traditional allopathic medical model of approaching the human experience is pathology-based, not health-based. And uh, so I, I, you know, I had to somehow find a way to incorporate that training, you know, where there's a disease and the answer to disease is basically one of two things, you know, a pill for every ill or when in doubt, cut it out, you know, kind of the medical or the surgical right. aspects. And there's a time With, and a place for that, you know, there's a time and a right. place when we're really grateful, you know, to have this very yes. aggressive kind of treatment, but what you're talking about are the alternatives when you really can do something more for yourself than have the pill or cut it out. So in your own life experience, you're talking a lot about people getting to a point where instead of feeling tired and worrying about their health, you can actually give a prescription, if you will. Right. What is? I know you have a 10 mind-body-spirit steps to fight fatigue and feel your best. What is the first thing we need to do and understand about fatigue? Because we started out saying, well, gee, what is mind-body medicine? And, and very simply what you're saying is what we feel, what we think can make us sick. Absolutely, and can make us well. So, you know, for example, I, I, I was talking, had a long talk with a cancer patient today, uh, and, uh, you know, she's decided to stop all the chemo and radiation and all of the allopathic traditional things. She's been wrestling with that for 16 years, uh, and she you know, just decided, you know, okay, enough's enough now. I, I you know, I'm... I, I, I just don't want to go through that type of experience any longer. Um, so we had a long talk about the role of the mind, the role of looking at alternative kinds of approaches and therapies. But basically, you know, what, what is the psychology here and how can that affect? In, in my own life, uh, I have to mention that my, my father is a cancer survivor, and he had uh, had uh, breast cancer back when that was just unheard of in males, lung cancer, and, you know, he's still going at 82. You know, it's amazing. Uh, but the key, wow, and I, I've asked him many times, yeah, it, it is, it's, it's incredible because, uh, you know, it, it's just verging on the miraculous, and I, I definitely believe in miracles and, um, and also in good medicine <laughs> as well. But he well, had, good uh, medicine is a miracle. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, and uh, But he had... Uh, uh, you know, had had these, uh, you know, started having these uh, run-ins with cancer back in the late 60s. Well, he's one of a very, 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 very small percentage of people still alive going, having given, you know, given what he had gone through at the time. So I've asked him over many times, like, what, what do you attribute, you know, how, how, why are you still here? <laughs> and, and it's basically his positive attitude, and he's always been so positive, so so uh, so able to take that that energy. You know what, what most of us would would look at as fear or you know depression or whatever. It, it, it take it and channel that in a positive way, uh, and uh, you know do what the doctors told him and all that. But also working on his end and as well 
you know, faithful with church, you know, praying frequently and, and things like that. Um, and sure enough, here he is at 82, still going strong, no problems. You know, he's had three recurrences, but, uh, you know, no, no instances of it right now. So all of, all of that, and I, I have to say, really. Up. I really want to back yeah. you up on this. We know oh, sure, sure. for a fact. The research shows, for those who are going out there saying, well, how could your 82-year-old father beat cancer three times with a positive attitude? We know for a fact right. that a positive attitude on the part of your health care provider as well as on yes. your part is a key yes. to surviving any life-threatening illness. It's a key. Ye- it absolutely is. There has to be that rapport, first of all, between the provider and the and the and the person who's who's suffering the illness. Um, but uh, there there has to be this level of enthusiasm on the part of the provider, and I always maintain that. And at, at my particular clinic and the particular work I do, we have a lot of people with very serious problems. Uh, that, uh, you know, in many cases, life-threatening life or at least end-of-life types of issues. And I really promote a positive, move-forward, loving, embracing life approach with everybody, including my staff, including, the, you know, the patients. Yeah, and this is and, important because for yeah. anybody who's listening, who has a friend or family member, or if you yourself are dealing with illness, the most important thing you you can do, and you want to write this one down, Dr. Z is saying positive attitude and enthusiasm, we're going to find a way to get through this. Now, it's normal to have all those other feelings, and you can process those and deal with those, but overall land on the positive. Now, Dr. Z, among your ten things that you talk about the number one right. question i have is why why are so many people exhausted today what is the leading cause of exhaustion it's it's interesting and and i wrestle with this i'm sure you do too uh even though you and i uh do our best to live very healthy lifestyles and 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 the like but i think it's a it's a societal pressure that we really haven't encountered uh, in the past uh, to this extent. Uh, and I really believe that, you know, we're just being sold on this idea that there's uh, a need for speed. You know, you, we have to burn the candle at, at both ends. And, you know, we find ourselves pushing and pushing and pushing to succeed and accomplish. And, you know, we have squeeze in some more and we stretch our personal reserves uh, to the limit. We, you know, have all these unrealistic expectations, again, we're talking psychology, about what we can do versus what we should do. Uh, and I think this is hectic work schedules, frenzy, frenzied social and parenting demands, you know, constant interruptions, overstuffed closets even, you know, finicky electronics that don't work. Uh, all of this uh, is contributing to a societal push that that uh, just because we can go extra fast and and you know squeeze some more in, uh, uh, that you know we end up trying to so do you're that. So saying and I, that the need yeah. for speed is actually a huge part of the exhaustion. So in other words, I, think I should so. be in my car in the morning on the mobile phone listening to the muse and uh, 
driving through thick traffic all at the same time. Is that what you're trying to say? I, I would say that's a great idea, <laughs> although I know we all end up doing it, and I, I end up getting, you know, calls from the hospital and things, you know, in the car and, and the like. But uh, so, uh, you know, I, I don't presume to, to – to, uh, to uh, pretend like I've got all of, you know, all this worked out, you know, in my own life. I wrestle with it, too, and I think that helps me understand better what everyone is going through because I think we all wrestle with these things. So for the new year, here we are, 2016, what is a number one healthy lifestyle change we can make? What do you recommend, Doc? Well, I'd say number one is the mental, you know, component of this, uh, and and challenging those those uh, you know thoughts that it, you know I have to do more to be a good person, or I I must keep up with you know what, what other people are doing, or you know to 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 look like I'm successful, I need to do this, that, and the other thing. So I, I'd say the number one thing is, 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 again, working on that mental part of it, that psychology part of it, challenging the, the unrealistic expectations that we end up being sold on you know, by, by society and the people around us. Um, uh, next to that, I think having a good physical uh, condition or good control over the over the body. So again, we're back to body mind again here. Um, and so I, I'm a big proponent of a healthy diet. And, and what does also a healthy of, diet look like from your standpoint? Now, well, everyone, from my stand- I want our audience to understand one crucial thing. We're <laughs> right. talking about health, right. and our show is all about love. And need I say the obvious? When you're healthier, your love life is better. So get on this train, everybody. Oh. oh, totally, totally, totally. And love life is an absolute barometer of what's going on in the rest of your life. And so, you know, it all goes together. And I and if if your listeners uh, take anything from our you know our visit today, uh, it's that it is all connected, it, it, and and it's all important to be. Uh, looking at all the different dimensions. Um, for me, as a as a physician, and I know there's a lot of controversy in terms of what diet, <laughs> what kind of diet to follow, and 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 uh, I know you've got the people that are the low carb and then the high fat and the low fat, and you know we've got all these different things out there. Um, I'd say number one, you know, talking with your provider about what's going to work for you is 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 the most important in terms of your health and making sure your labs and everything are good, your numbers look good, and you feel good, look good, and all that. Yeah, the numbers, let me just underline that. You know, we just had a two-day live intensive in our classroom here in San Francisco, and I invited Mm -hmm. one of my colleagues in who talked Mm -hmm. about the numbers because when you pay attention to your numbers, blood pressure, your weight, you know, looking at the blood sugar and all these things, we need those markers just to say, oh, yeah, I'm on track. Or, you know what, if I'm off, what do I need to do to get back on? What so do I need to get, get back, back on that, there? Yeah, the healthy diet. What are your recommendations? Yes. Assuming I, I, over, we're talking about my, people who are mostly healthy people. Right. I, I tend to find, number one, the diet, the healthy diet you'll stick with is probably the best one for you, right? So, you know, that, that's probably, you know, something to consider. But I typically myself have found, uh, and having gone through lots and lots and lots and lots of medical research and worked with lots and lots of patients, that uh, the diet that's closest to 
organic as possible. And then we, we in our clinic and, 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 and in our own, you know, lives here, uh, work on, a, you know, as much of a plant-based diet as possible. Now, I know that doesn't always work for people. And the fact I mentioned plant-based, you know, you, we probably are having some people, you know, turning the channel right now <laughs> because we've got all the paleo people and, the, the, you know, all these other, all these other things out there. But, but reviewing the, the literature pretty extensively. Well, paleo uh, is I, mostly plant-based, except there's some meat added in. Some meat in it. And, you know, that yeah, works beautifully a for a lot of people. Based. Yeah. So let's yeah, talk about I, why. Now, why are yeah. you saying, hey, organic, plant-based, what are the benefits in your experience, and you're qualified to make these recommendations, what are the right. benefits in your experience? Well, I think one one important aspect of 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 avoiding animal products when possible and 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 this is not any kind of judgment on people who eat animals and or you know any anything like that. So I'm I'm just strictly looking at it from a health perspective. There there seems to be quite a body of research that that shows that there are various diseases associated with you know, certain amounts of animal products consumed in the diet. So avoiding certain things will help you potentially avoid certain kinds of health issues. And again, we're back to that. If you're good and healthy uh, and, and uh, you know, your body's in good shape and body's doing well, then your your mind is is also going to respond. And then, you know, your love life, your relationships, your okay, work so life, everything I've got to ask another seems question. to go well. Yeah, sure we, thing. we get diet is important, helps give you energy, mm-hmm. and definitely eliminate some of the fatigue. Now, everybody's right. worrying. Worrying more often than not about money, about uh, all these other things that are part of that, got to go faster, got to have more lifestyle that's promoted everywhere. What is right. health anxiety? And how does health that differ ang- from hypochondria? Yeah, it's interesting. You know, the, we we're all familiar with hypochondria, where people are, you know, uh, freaked out about their health, and so uh, you know, there's all kinds of, you know, writing on that, and all kinds of thoughts on that. People that that are literally paralyzed because they're so afraid of getting diseases and 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 the like. Uh, but what I, what I found in my practice is there's this level of you know, a subclinical group population uh, that they're not, uh, these fears don't actually uh, interfere with the life, but they're distressed by it to some degree. And so these are folks that are preoccupied with, with their health. And so they're worried about you know, maybe getting a disease, they're worried about germs, or they're worried about not being healthy enough. And so, you know, in, in the latter case of people, you know, excessively dieting, excessively exercising uh, to make sure they're in tip-top shape, but almost to the point where it's, it's actually a worry. It's not, it, it's not a, uh, you know, an interest in, in just promoting good health. It, it actually starts to verge on, uh, on uh, you know, a, a, an element of not, not feeling good about life. In other words, there's a concern, of, there's anxiety associated with it. And I found a pretty, pretty decent sized uh, subset of the population as a family doctor uh, of, of, of folks that are, you know, uh, excessively worried about their, their health, although yeah, they don't really qualify for a diagnosis. Yeah, and that's part of anxiety yeah. a lot of people mm-hmm. feel. So mm-hmm. what is, here's another one, what is cyberchondria? 
different <laughs> hypochondria. What is cyberchondria? And for God's sake, who is Dr. Google? <laughs> Dr. Google is a uh, uh, this this uh, this infamous uh, person out there uh, that uh, people Google uh, to find out an- to get answers to their health questions and and it's uh, you know we all do this I mean we're you know often before now these days before going to a, a physician or a nurse uh, or other provider we'll maybe go and Google our symptoms and try to find out you know what's going on see if we could come up with an answer and so so that's Dr. Google. Now that could be great because I all I, I I thoroughly believe in having good information and you know as a family doc and psychologist myself I can't I can't possibly know everything these days it's just too right. much information. Right. There's out there. a lot out there. However, there's a downside to dealing yes. with whatever's going on in your life with Dr. Google because doesn't that feed into the hypochondria and the cyberchondria? And and that's exactly what happens. That's one side of the of the coin. The other side of the coin uh, are people then who don't go into a physician or uh, other provider or an urgent care or an emergency room when they really should. Ah, um, so okay. it's it's all kind of a self diagnosis well, yeah, issue. Yeah, well, this leads us back yeah. to the core of your message, which is that there are things we can do to improve our health instead of worrying. Yes using what you call lifestyle medicine. And you're saying, gee, medications, medical tests are often not the answer, that it's really lifestyle. So you're saying let's slow it down, let's eat a healthy diet, and you promote psychological self-defense. What is that, and why do we all need it? Yes, that is... Um, you know, it's a fairly brutal world out there sometimes, and so uh, there are individuals that find it difficult to assert themselves, take up for themselves. And mm. so uh, I believe that uh, out there with people trying to manipulate you or the media trying to manip- manipulate you or commercials trying to sell you on products you don't need, whatever it might be, that it's good to have uh, a psychological, and I call it, you know, kind of tongue-in-cheek self-defense wall there. But, but uh, you know, skills uh, that a person can use to avoid being manipulated by whatever entities, uh, harmless or not, uh, and, uh, you know, avoid ending up committing to things they might not want to do, or uh, you know agreeing to uh you know to 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 uh, a variety of a variety of activities that are being requested that you know this yeah, not the person's so it's best about interest. being clear about your boundaries and what you need to Ex- want is what exactly, you're saying exactly yeah? okay we have time so for just up. one last question and All right. i really have been itching to ask you this one what is the most powerful <laughs> powerful thing we can do to change our thoughts our emotions and our behaviors so that we transcend worry and stress and we can be happy. This is uh, great. I think it is in my mind just accepting yourself for who you are, loving yourself, and then applying of all the principles we've been talking about tonight so that you feel comfortable with yourself so that when you make a decision to follow a path or do whatever it is you want to do or make some changes, following that lifestyle medicine and psychology approach to things, then you're able able to do that. 
Mm-hmm. So self-acceptance, loving oneself as well as others. Well, that's a small order. Exactly. For a lot of people. And I'll weigh in there because this is something that just this weekend in the class that we were teaching here, a lot of the work I had people focus on is what you started thinking about yourself as a child. And we make up all this Mm -hmm. stuff. And it's Mm -hmm. important sometimes to take Dr. Z's advice, love and accept yourself, and figure right. out if you don't, where did you learn that? Because it's a learned untruth exactly. that something's wrong with you, and trust me, you're perfectly human. You're exactly. a perfectly human person. So, Dr. Right. Z, your parting to... yes. piece of advice. Now, before you give it, I want to let everybody know how they can reach you, find out more about your work, and more of your advice. Everybody take this down. Dr. Z's website is www.livingwholelivingwell. I like that, living whole, living well. And you can certainly Google him, find out more about him. It's Dr. Zagrudis. Whoops, I had it right. Zagrudis. And you spell that Z-G-O-U-R-I-D-E-S. That's Z. G-O-U-R-I-D-E-S, Dr. George Zagrudis. And great advice. Now, you get the parting shot, Doc. Now, I want you to bring it home to our audience about love. Because yes, I saw love. in your bio that you've also worked with sexual health. So oh, what absolutely. is the best advice you could give people about love and their sex lives? Well, loving yourself then that helps you when once you feel comfortable with yourself, you branch out, love others, right? And then the sexual relationship, it's all really reflected in good physical health, good mental health, and good spiritual health. So, again, balance, 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 the body, the mind, and the spirit, love, balance. And one great way to achieve that is through changes in lifestyle that are based on changes in attitude, which then lead to changes in behaviors and emotions. Beautiful. So we're going to change our diet, everybody. More plants, more fruits. Even if you have some some meat in your diet, make as much of it as you can, fruits and vegetables. And for sure, we want that positive attitude. Look in the mirror and tell that gorgeous human being in the mirror, I love you. Oh, yes. And you're saying, how about also making sure that we bring all of that into our relationships? And we didn't get to talk about spirituality and what you meant by that, so we'll just have to have you back, Dr. Z. So everybody, say a big thank you. Send it out quickly to Dr. Z. Breathe deeply. We have next week coming up Tom Scardle, who's going to talk about the business of mastery and then after that, January 26th, we'll have Dana Steele, 101 Ways to Rock Your World. All right, big thank you to LeGrand Green, our executive producer, to Cliff Dunning, our associate producer, and to all of you, our modern love listeners. Much love, much success, and joy in 2016. Blessings. <laughs>